0: Welcome, you're listening to the Empire Youth Arts Podcast Project, brought to you in partnership with the University of Southern Queensland. This work was created in response to the cancellation of our Impact Junior Youth Ensemble after the nationwide COVID-19 lockdown in 2020. Our initiative was to continue serving our communities by creating work which is for, with and by young people. So whenever you're feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, alone, or nostalgic, you can listen to this podcast from wherever you are to hear the thoughts these four young people have to offer. In episode one, we meet Neve, who teaches us what to do when we feel overwhelmed. Following her story, you'll hear former Youth Arts Director Ari Palani talk with Neve about the process of creating this work. Hello. My name is Neve Whittaker. You can
1: listen to this podcast when you are feeling overwhelmed. Have you ever tried to juggle? How hard can it be, right? Start with one ball. It's smooth and round, solid in your hand. A little bit of weight, but not enough that you can't throw it in the air without effort and then let it fall back into your hand. Easy. Up. And down, up and down. So what if you add another ball and then as one goes up the other comes down, catching them simultaneously. Then imagine that each ball represents an emotion. Happiness, sadness, fear, rage, frustration. There are so many different emotions. Emotions are something that you experience every day, sometimes without even realising. However, on many occasions throughout life these emotions become blurred. Often and quite unexpectedly, balls come crashing down around you. Try and try, you might to catch them, but they are just out of reach. Flight, fight or fright, what to do? Thoughts are temporarily scrambled. So many choices, so many possibilities. What you are experiencing would be the feeling overwhelmed. Overwhelmed is like a wave crashing over your head. You cannot breathe. Sometimes you cannot even open your eyes. You desperately try to regain your balance to reach the surface, to gasp for air. You feel the pressure of the wave all around you. You don't know what to feel. But how can you overcome this great predicament and keep moving forward and rise up, up, up to the surface? So join me on a journey of discovery through the wild forests that is the mind. The first step is assessing how bad, or overwhelmingly good, a situation is. Now imagine you are going for a peaceful walk in the park. There is a slight breeze that cools you down and birds sing overhead, until suddenly you're falling, down, down, down towards the ground. You put your hands out to stop you just in time, but you graze your knee. Feelings of pain, shock, worry, fear, and many more flash through your head. You can very quickly become uncertain or overwhelmed in these situations. But take a moment to stop and think what kind of impact this event will have on the grand scale of things. It will only affect you for mere moments, and then it will all be over. You put it in perspective, pull yourself up, shake yourself off, and carry on. Now, let's move along to the next stage of our journey. The anchor. Imagine a peaceful seascape. Small waves rock your boat, threatening to let you drift away with the current and into deeper waters. The boat's anchor is designed to moor it to the sea floor so that it remains resolute and unwavering in the water. Now, it is time to find your own emotionally linked anchor. First, think of an object. It can be physical or mental. It could be a person, a food, a memory, a way of life, or so many others. Now, when you slip below the surface and are pounded by the unforgiving waves. Focus on your anchor and the way it makes you feel. Immerse yourself in it and let it hold you steadfast. Our third and final step on our path is to just accept what you're feeling. I know this might not sound right, But to move forward, you first have to understand what you're moving away from. We feel emotions for a reason. Pain to let us know we are hurt. Fear to tell us we are in danger. Anger to tell us there needs to be a change. You must embrace the way you feel before you can move on. By accepting your emotions, You can understand your situation more fully and find new ways to overcome it. We have now reached our destination, the end of our long journey. So now it is time for you to put on your armour, raise your flag and charge into battle. Stop acting so small. You are the universe in ecstatic motion. Rumi.
2: All right. Thank you very much, Neve. What an excellent story. So I have a few questions for you. The first thing is, why did you make this story? What inspired you?
1: Well, I personally feel overwhelmed quite a lot. And I know that a lot of people around me also do. And I think in this day and age, everything's so busy. There's always something to do always someone else, like you just, you just need something to be there for you in a sense if other people can't.
2: Yeah, I agree. I also think that something that a lot of older folk don't often understand is that the lives of young people are so chock-a-block full these days that they too feel overwhelmed. And it's not a childish thing and it's not something that is... You know we shouldn't belittle young people for this because i know how hard you study i know how many extracurricular things that you do and lots of other young people so i think a conversation about being overwhelmed should include young people what do you think
1: yes because i mean half the time younger people are more overwhelmed because there's a lot more um mental and social issues with schooling as well
2: yeah I'm really glad that uh, working with young people now, the conversations around mental health and wellbeing is a lot more open. That we can have these conversations about things like feeling overwhelmed, and in actual fact, I think young people might be doing it better than adults, <laughs> to be quite honest. <laughs> the next question I have for you: What would you like our listener to know or feel?
1: Um, they're not alone. Other people feel overwhelmed and, I mean, if they listen to the story, it m- might make them feel better just just to stay with it, just to understand it a bit more, that it might not be just as simple or as one-sided as, as they might think it would be.
2: Yeah, I think a big thing of feeling overwhelmed is sometimes we put those walls up and it's hard to see through that, like, fog that you're inside. The
1: world's the problem, not me.
2: Yeah, totally, when actually it's about the relationship between you and the world. I love that you uh, uh, have spoken about going on a journey together as though our listener is taking these steps with you. Why do you think it's important to share stories at all?
1: I mean, back way back in the day...
2: (laughs) Caveman (laughs) times.
1: Yes, pretty much. (laughs) There was no other way to share advice, history, recipes. So it was all oral through stories. And, I mean, I know technology is quite a large thing nowadays, but it can be disconnected, can be hacked. So just being able to listen or tell and understand stories of other people is quite important in just general communication and just understanding the entire situation as well. Yeah. Cause you get more of a feel, if that makes sense. Yeah, it
2: does. Um, I think it, it speaks to this idea of just the ritual of being together. like whether it be through technology and us taking the chance to do some deep listening, but also just gathering and being able to share these other kind of internal landscapes or these aspects of ourselves with each other. That's community. That's I think technology has a way of distancing each other, but also in a way connecting us even further than ever before. Do you ever think that we will go back to such a caveman time with our stories?
1: I have a feeling that we won't, but it will always be there. Yeah. Just underlying, just quietly there.
2: Yeah, it's kind of (laughs) instinctual. (laughs) What stories have inspired you growing up?
1: Well (laughs) that's an interesting (laughs) question. There were books quite a lot of books I've read and are reading that were read to me. Just I was always rather fascinated with true stories, Mm. fiction, a different world. Even if it could be the same situation from a different perspective, there's always another side to the story, and I think that's really important.
2: Yeah, and there's different ways of accessing and communicating those sides, sometimes through poetry, sometimes through fiction, through verse, through song, lots of different things. Uh, Some of the work that we've been doing with our young creatives here, uh, we used Mary Shelley's Frankenstein that she wrote when she was 18, uh, also during a global pandemic and uh, what was called The Year Without Summer, where a volcano a year earlier that erupted in Indonesia had blown ash up into the upper atmosphere that blotted out the sun for close to a year, caused riots, caused all sorts of things. And the similarities between their year and our year currently is just mind blowing. But even more than that, I was thinking she was 18 and she wrote... An incredible story that has inspired generations and the genre of literary science fiction. Growing up, what was like one of the stories that immediately is like I to this day still go back to.
1: Um, Little Red Riding Hood.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah. Why? Just Tell me. The
1: main story that I remember. And if I ever thought of like a lot of my books, it's always that one picture of that front cover. I don't know why, I just think it was so weird and fascinating, and there are so many different um, versions of it. Yeah. Like, one where the wolf's the hero, one where there isn't even a huntsman or grandma. Mm. It's just always so many different stories behind the one original, I guess, story. It's an interesting, weird story.
2: Last question for us. What do you think the future of storytelling will be? And beyond that, what could it be? We touched a little bit on this about uh, talking about caveman times and technology, but delve a little further.
1: Okay. So I think it will be very, very Mm tech-based still because it's so much quicker than travelling as a person around the globe to try and actually talk to people. I think it will be in a lot of recorded podcasts and sessions and movies as well. I suppose song lyrics and like a lot of apps now have a lot of podcasts and songs and da-da-da-da all squish into one mm-hmm. that you can very, very easy access to. I would like it to be like more personal, more people-based mm-hmm. because you're not really telling a story to a computer. Yeah, you're telling it to a person. So telling it through a computer, yes, it has its advantages. Yes, it can be good, but kind of defeats the meaning in a way.
2: Yeah, actually
1: handing it down orally.
2: Yeah, to people, which is a way that we construct society. We kind of like reach out to the humanity within each other. The thing that we can lean into when it comes to podcasts and projects like this and different technologies is I think it can increase access. I hope it could increase access. There are so many different perspectives, as you were saying, there's so many different voices and ways of life that will interpret things like little red riding hood, like a moodscape such as overwhelmed. That's that is how a story really occurs. You can be words in a page coming out from a mouth but actually, the ears that listen to that story will start to construct that even further and take that story beyond what it could have been. And I think that's really exciting.
1: Stories are important. They have history, suggestions, new ways to go about things. And you, if you haven't listened to it, well, you don't know what's going to be in it. So listen.
2: <laughs> Beautiful. What an excellent way to finish that up. Thank you very much for your time.
0: Thank you. That brings us to the end of the episode. In episode two, you'll hear from Joel on being frustrated. Thanks again to the University of Southern Queensland for making this podcast series possible.
2: High-achieving Year 12 students who put the University of Southern Queensland first on their QTAC application could become rewarded automatic scholarships up to $29,000 are on offer. Make USQ your first choice and join the number one university in Australia for graduate starting salary. Visit usq.edu.au slash become rewarded for
0: more details.